0: America, You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth Insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well... We've got sit down comedy It's time for coffee with a dog You make yeah. me laugh Oh, you make me laugh, alright The whole world makes me laugh You're all funny like a clown Ha ha, funny ha ha That's how, how you are Anyway That's all I got to say Alright, have a, have a good day That's the show for today Bye for now Turn on your radio and all that kind of stuff oh boy oh boy good morning folks it's tuesday yes it is terrible tuesday toasted tuesday some kind of tuesday um i don't know i just don't know we are the world is getting crazier and crazier by the moment uh and uh, i'm running for congress yes i am let's put up the banner i say put up the banner you might think this is a joke because starting in 2016 i w- was running for president as a joke i never really filed any papers to run i did write my name in on the ballot as a protest vote but It wasn't even counted because I had not filed with the Federal uh, Elections Commission. I did this time. Uh, And I have been running for president since 2016 as a joke. But yesterday, officially, uh, uh, the Federal Elections Commission officially accepted my application. I am now officially a candidate, seriously, folks, for Congress in 2024. Starting the campaign now, like, I have no campaign funding. I have no campaign apparatus, no party affiliation. I am running as a unaffiliated a pin, uh, independent, which means I have no party whatsoever. I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, and I'm not even an, a part of any independent party. No Green Party, none of that crap just a guy now you say well is this serious Why you know why would you do this you can't possibly win well i george santos won george santos just declared himself a republican and was able to you know swindle enough votes to get himself elected in that district congress uh new york uh congressional district three which is where i'm running i'm running for the same district that george Santos will be in jail for uh, by the time uh, things this smoke clears, and he won't be running. I don't know who I'll be running against on the Democrat side or the Republican side. I Imagine the Republicans will find somebody else rather than try to run a convicted uh, criminal uh, in George Santos. But there it is. I am running. Now, here's my platform. I'm only running for one term. I'm not going to <laughs> If I should be lucky enough to get elected, and believe me, I'm going to work pretty hard at this. If I should be lucky enough to get elected, I will not run for re-election one term. And there's not a whole lot you can do in one term, except throw over the tables in the temple. Oh, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus. I'm just saying, I <laughs> I am going to, uh, if I my whole campaign promises this, I'm going to cause enough shit in Congress. I'll probably get censured every day. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call them a bunch of fucking con men uh, and get them to work for the people. Because what we're seeing and why I'm doing this, number one, every day we see a dog and pony show in Congress. They run on issues that you care about, like inflation, like clean energy and low energy costs. And safe schools and safe uh, working conditions and and, uh, a fair shot for the working class. Things like that. other things like, you know, big issues like abortion and gun control. Those are big issues that are not going to be handled in two years, unfortunately. Uh, Those problems are not going to be solved. But the other things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, the things that Americans want to see progress on... Immigration reform, healthcare care reform. They don't work on that. They put on dog and pony shows. You elect them to go solve these problems that we are all facing in life. And then they put on dog and pony shows. These ridiculous uh, investigations and, and grandstanding and useless motions for uh, procedural things that don't add up to anything and will not address the issues that you care about. Inflation, energy, immigration reform, healthcare reform, all those kind of things, you know. So I'm, I'm gonna call them out on that. You were elected to, to do a job, but you're here trying to get on Fox News, trying to get on CNN, trying to get on M- MSNBC. All you wanna do is get reelected, get your face on television every night, get a sound bite you can put on Twitter, that's your function here. That's what you think your function functioning here. But that's not what the people elected you to do. Well, I'm going to go there and call them out. That This is my plan. Now, I have to get enough votes. And I'm really hoping people will take me seriously because, as I said, I've been joking about running for president for eight years now. Or seven years. And, uh... So why, why would people take me seriously at this point? Well, you my campaign slogan is you voted for worse. You voted for George Santos. I'm talking about Jackie's district. <laughs> Jackie the joke man would be in my congressional district if I should win. Those people voted for jo- George Santos. Can you do worse? No. Am I better than him? Absolutely. Am I a broken... Um, poor excuse for a citizen probably listen i've i have no criminal record i smoke pot but that disqualifies me um then you probably shouldn't vote for me but hear me out these people are wasting your money they're wasting your time they're wasting and they're filling up social media with garbage and and played media, mainstream media, with garbage that fills your head that is just there to confuse and anger you and make you feel frustrated so that they can get on TV, keep their face in the public, and get elected over and over and over again and use their position in power to take bribes or have some insider trading information, all that kind of stuff. Personal power, personal wealth, is all it's about. Nobody is working for you. And listen, back to me. I don't have the qualifications or understanding of a legal mind. I have no law school training. I'm not going to get any bills passed. Not one. I'm not even going to try to write one. I'm going to get there on the floor, and because they have to give me some time to speak, and I'm going to say, "You people need to get to work." And stop bullshitting the American people every day. And I will probably get censured for that because, you know, I can't talk without dropping lots of F-bombs. I can't be a good boy. I have an authority uh, complex. (laughs) But, listen, is it going to change the world? No. But it will shake the world up a little bit. It will shake Congress up a little bit, knowing that here's this guy who's not taking shit from anybody. Here's the thing. My promise is I am literally not going to ask for any donations. I won't accept any donations. I can't be bought. I won't be uh, owing any favors to any special interest, which is the number one issue that America faces. You could talk about all the bullshit, any issue you come down with. It comes down to candidates being bought by special interests and doing the bidding of special interests. I ain't taking any of that. And I ain't playing party politics. I'm not playing Republican versus Democrat, Democrat versus Republican. Fuck you. That's my position on that. Elect me. You people in Glen Cove, you people in Bethpage, you people in Oyster Bay. I'm your man. For two years, and then I'm out. I will take whatever the friggin' salary is and be happy with it. It's probably like $150,000 a year. Hey, that's good money. I will work hard for that money. I'm not going to write any bills. I'm not going to be let my vote be bought on any bills. I will listen to the constituents and say, "How do you want? How do you feel about this? Poll the constituencies that you represent. How do you feel about this issue?" We can try to educate them as best as possible, get a consensus. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to my conscience. Is this a good bill to vote yes or no on for two years? And then I will be done. But I will be like Christ in the uh, temple, overturning the temples, overturning the tables of the uh, you know money changers. That's what it's all about, and I'm not. Believe me, I, when I say I will be like Christ, that's hard to say. It's hard to say, <laughs> but that's my intent: is to go in there and turn over the tables and say, "Fuck you, people! You better get your shit together. You better start working for the people, or the people will revolt. We're taking this nonsense that we're being fed every single day." Seem kind of worked up. If you don't think I have the energy to do this, uh, maybe I should go out and pump some 105 pounds, like oh, 115 pounds, like RFK Jr. did. By the way, somebody said uh, uh, with RFK Jr. Now this guy's a total fucking quack and a, a, a total loser. RFK, I know I he's not running against me, so why am I attacking him? Because he's just full of conspiracy theories and uh, lunacy, and he's an idiot. But somebody said he was Jack because he was the most Jack presidential candidate we ever had. Tough guy, because he can bench press, incline press, 115 pounds, six reps, needing a lot of help on the last one. <laughs> Listen, that if you've ever been in a gym, you know that that's pathetic. It's pathetic. I was doing better than that at 13 years old, as I described yesterday. But to say he's the toughest presidential candidate, let me just refresh your memory here. A guy named Theodore Roosevelt, who actually lived in the district that I'm running in, Sagamore Hill, he, he would have been my constituent, Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> um, got shot. a campaign speech got shot in the chest and didn't stop (laughs) he said i'm okay he had a bullet in his chest and he gave continued giving the speech he said don't hurt the guy what they caught the guy a a Czech immigrant caught the guy who shot him he said don't hurt him we want to make sure law enforcement takes care of him don't because they were going to kill him they were going to beat him to death Roosevelt said no leave him alone uh i'm okay and went on with the speech. He said he did say, uh, you know, you're going to have to listen closely because I don't have a lot of wind. I have a bullet in my chest. I think that race is a little tougher than a guy bench pressing girly weight for a, a soundbite or a, a quick snippet on social media. Anyway, he's... Uh, so I'm I'm running and I'm you're going to hear you're going to be tired of hearing about it because it's uh what is it it's like uh, 15 months away 16 months away of the election. So I got uh I'm going to start putting together stuff. I could use help in uh again I'm not taking donations but if anybody wants to help with graphic artist work or flyers and and stuff like that bumper sticker designs <laughs> You voted for worse is my campaign slogan. And I'm not kidding about that. that I'm going to stick with that. You have voted for worse over and over and over again. And I'm not promising that I will have any of the solutions. Listen, a lot of these issues like uh, welfare reform, like I- immigration reform, like um, health care reform, not that far apart. A lot of the thing, a lot of the things that Democrats are proposing now, were Republican ideas once upon a time. Richard Nixon, hate to say it, but he had he wanted health care reform. George W. Bush wanted health care reform and the immigration reform. Both of them, did. and Reagan also. Reagan was an immigration reform guy. These were Republican ideas. Now that they're Democrat ideas, the Republicans are rejecting them completely. And like there's a chasm, like the sides of the Great Canyon between them. It's not. The ideas and everybody wants immigration reform. Both parties want. Everybody wants health care reform. Both parties really want that. They're just being stubborn, playing team, you know, we want our team to win. Like it's a fucking entertainment or a sport or <sighs> you can get together. It won't. It's not hard to get together and compromise on these things and test out solutions. That, it, the beauty of America is nothing is permanent. If something doesn't work out, we try to fix a problem and something doesn't work out. We can change our minds. That's the beauty of the system that we built. They're not even willing to do that. They're willing to say, nope, if the Democrats like uh, like it, the Republicans hate it. If the Republicans like it, the Democrats hate it. And they're not going to come together on anything, even though they have common ground. They really are close on things like health care, immigration reform. Now, maybe the wall is a sticking point. But when it comes to immigration reform, both parties really want that when it comes to health care reform both parties really want that and they're not as far apart as they would lead you to believe they are they just refuse to work together because they don't want to they don't want the perception that the other side won or that they lost in anything so my purpose in going there is to say get off your ass stop with the fucking dog and pony shows stop trying to get on television and get re-elected And solve some of these problems that people elected you to work on. Because they're not unsolvable. They're not. We are not that far apart on the things we want. A fair shake for the working man. That kind of stuff. We are not that far. On some of the issues. And even on gun control. Believe it or not, we're not that far apart on those issues. You have your, your Second Amendment absolutists. The people who. but. For a good measure, people understand we can't have fucking insane people having weapons of any kind. If you and, and if you are a gun owner, a legal gun owner, you should be responsible with that gun and have to face some accountability for not being responsible. I'll give you a, a perfect example. Last week, a two-year-old kid got his father's loaded gun and shot his mother and, and uh, pregnant mother and fetus and killed them both. That father, as much as that, tra- he's lost his wife and, and child, unborn child, that father needs to be held accountable. Never, ever, in any e- extreme, get a weapon again, ever in his life. He should be in jail for the rest of it. He should be convicted for murder for what the two-year-old did. That's responsible gun ownership. You can't be letting children... You can't leave a uh, a loaded weapon. And this is part of responsible gun, gun ownership. You can't leave a, a, a loaded weapon where a two-year-old can get access to it and kill somebody. Uh, it, I think that's, like, basic stuff. And I think both parties can agree on that. If you can't agree on that, you probably... <laughs> Uh, fall into that category, you shouldn't have a gun. If you can't agree that you, a two year old you should not leave a gun where a two year old, a loaded weapon where a two year old can get access to it. If you can't agree on that, you probably are in that category of you shouldn't own a gun, dude. Uh, so we're not that far apart on all these issues, but the problem is, and I know i'm'm I'm, I'm rambling and going on and on about this stuff. The problem is that they refuse. To get together on this stuff, and they want to just keep getting them reelected, get their face on television, and so it comes back to why do they want to keep getting reelected? Well, it's power and it's money. It's not about the hundred and whatever, hundred and fifty or thereabouts, whatever the salary is for Congress people. It's about the power of being bought by these special interest taking money from corporations to do the bidding of those corporations. Listen, these corporations are buying both Democrats and Republicans. They have them both working for them. I'm unaffiliated. I got no party. I not taking a donation from anybody, not asking for a donation. If one is offered, I won't accept it. No money. I don't know how many votes I actually need in the Glen Cove, Oyster Bay, Beth Page, Hicksville area. But if George Santos could get elected there, I think if I work hard, I can get to the same number that he had. You voted for <laughs> you voted for worse. Take a chance on me, and I promise you, I will make you proud on the floor of Congress calling out both sides equally for the nonsense and bullshit. That they do in government, wasting your time and money and keeping us left, right, center, all fighting with each other while they play their fucking games and and line their pockets. Vote for Matt. Do I have your vote? You, do I have your vote? Probably not. Fucking disloyal bastards. <laughs> go ahead, go vote for Santos again. Jackie, uh, has a documentary coming out that he wants me to uh, share with people. He sent me this long, ridiculous link. I don't know how to even uh, share this link. Let me please, And First, he said, please don't share. Uh, his documentary is coming out uh, the 28th, I think, or is it the 18th? Hold on, let me refresh my uh, brain here. There's um, a trailer. I could share this. You know what? I'll just put the whole link here i will put the link on mind dog tv i'll be sharing it on uh wait what, what did i what did i just do oh i know what i just did i'm gonna <laughs> yes you want me for congress i can't operate a browser or a stream yard but um there you go um banners banners and more banners here's jackie's link to the article about uh his uh documentary that's that's a long coming net movies news just go to coming yeah i'll put that i'll put the link on twitter and facebook today it's too long a link to actually uh do anything with there. coming soon.net jackie uh martling's documentary about his life story and listen if you know jackie uh you've known everybody everybody in show business everybody you ever heard of jackie knows or knew or had some interaction with and he has stories about and uh if you were a stern fan a fan of stern <laughs> a stern fan uh this there's, there's definitely st- stuff in there for you so uh there you go uh yeah but you guys aren't in the district uh, I, i'm good morning billy good morning craig you guys are not in my district uh two votes. I, neither one of you are actually allowed to vote. I'm ba- are basically yelling at the people in Oyster Bay. My district, the third uh, congressional district of New York is Oyster Bay, Glen Cove. Um, uh, it's all that area. Let me see if I have uh, the home map here. There's uh, quite a bit of territory in this district. You got Bethpage, uh, part of Lebertown, Mineola, Syacet, East Hills, uh, North Hills, all over there—that section, the you know, where uh, uh, the the Miracle Mile is, Billy Joel wrote about. That's the the area that I'm running in. now. I don't live there, and neither does George Santos. George Santos lives in my district. He lives down the road from me, um, but you don't have to, and that. You know that could be a stumbling point, but I got—I promise I'll be there. I'll be there, uh, touching base with those people every single day. And I know it's going to take a lot of hard work, and listen, I'm not kidding myself that. Uh, <laughs> but listen, they could do worse. They have done worse, and that's that's what I'm going on. I mean, really, it's time for somebody to stand up. I hate to go. I'm back on this now. Uh, I was plugging the Jackie thing, but it's time for somebody to stand up and say, enough is enough, is enough, is enough. Done. Stop your bullshitting. Stop wasting people's time. Uh, and blah, diddy, blah, diddy, blah. I don't know. I, I'm just sick of it. I know, I know a lot of people are sick of it. Now, back to and QAnon boy. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, it's weird because more Republicans like him than Democrat. He calls himself a Democrat, but more repub, far more Republicans like him than Democrats. Trump, <laughs> Trump pra- praised RFQ last night. He likes him, respects him. That's what he's saying now. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't realize it, but RFQ plans on running against Trump. He may he that hasn't he hasn't gotten to the DeSantis phase yet, where you become Trump's enemy. <laughs> But Trump is praising him and almost, you know, a lot of the right wingers are, are for him, but he's crazy. He's crazy as a fucking loon and he's killing on crazy. Now he's obsessed with Peter Hotez because Peter Hotez, Dr. Peter Hotez has called him out on his uh, vaccine conspiracy stuff and the uh, insane insanity that he's putting out there. Uh, good morning, Kevin Young. Uh, welcome. Well, uh. What's the what's with the show? Is I'm I'm running for Congress. If you're a New York resident and, and living in the congressional district, uh, third congressional district, uh, which is on Long Island, the North Shore of Long Island in Nassau County, uh, vote for me in 2024. <laughs> I'm launching my campaign here. <laughs> That's what's happening on the show. Uh, Joe Wal- Walters was uh, is supposed to be my guest. He's already late. I'm thinking it's a time zone issue. He's in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, which is in the panhandle, comedian, but uh, apropos, he is a uh, kind of a conspiracy, definitely a conspiracy theorist. He's a moon landing fake con- uh, conspiracy theorist on top of being a comedian. Uh, and just coming back to the RFQ thing with the um, the QAnon stuff, this morning he was attacking uh, Dr. Peter Hotez Based on an article written by uh, Kane Koa the Great. Kenko- <laughs> you can't, can't make this shit up, folks. Kane Kenko- Koa the Great is a QAnon writer. He's written articles that the QAnon crazy, the Jewish space laser starting war- uh, wildfires, the JFK Jr. is alive. Um, the all those wacky—these con- cell phone uh, towers that are giving you cancer. Um, the uh, the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi is is melting your brain and causing brain leaks. Uh, all those kind of conspiracy theories. That's who Kane Coe is. Now they've written an article claiming that Dr. Peter Hotes was, was fun- funding was linked to the Wuhan lab. Dr. Hotez And I can tell you this because I've worked in this field, believe it or not. I have worked in virology and pathology and knew all those doctors. And they're poor sons of bitches. They are not in it for the money. Believe me, none of them got rich. I've never known a doctor in that space. And I've known hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I know Peter Hotez falls into this category. Poor sons of bitches as far as doctors go when you think doctors you think you know big money big houses now these guys are regular people when it comes down to it they they live in regular houses in regular neighborhoods don't drive fancy cars and don't have big bank accounts my mentor dr miller uh lived on campus his whole life uh they get vacations you know they get uh, some grants and stuff like that they're not they're not deeply funded by any any of these people. Now, Big Pharma is a whole different story. But Peter Hotez is against Big Pharma. He works against them. He makes low-cost vaccines for people who can't afford them and takes a loss. He works for nonprofits. He, he's not funded by the big conspiracy corporations and Big Pharma. He's worked against them. Big Pharma hates him. But here's RFQ uh, quoting a QAnon-linked Substack writer, not any kind of respected journalist, coming out and just smearing Hotez again. Why? Because Hotez called out RFK Jr. on his fucking lunacy. This is the part, part of the problem. And this is how Congress got filled with <laughs> nutcases these fucking absurd people who just uh, you know live in uh, live in a, a conspiratorial bubble now joe was supposed to be on the program i know he's in that conspiratorial bubble he graduated from the university of youtube with a degree in uh anything joe rogan can dream up i can dream up even crazier shit um, you know moon landing was faked even though. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's so well documented by so many people, and you can actually, if you're so inclined, go out and buy yourself a telescope and see what we left up there. Uh, this is absolutely true. Yeah. So the people continue to say that the moon landing is fake. Some forty-five years later, like forty-four years later. um that's just a baseless conspiracy theory. It's it's fueled. It's continued to be fueled by YouTube people who barely graduated high school, and I don't mean to put everybody down who who's a YouTube enthusiast, but they barely graduated high school. They never had any academic training. Never worked in a scientific field. Go on YouTube and hear some fucking loon put out ridiculous theories and then think, well, I'm well educated. I did my own research. No, you haven't. Listen, I was the head uh, research specialist for uh, the pathology department at uh, Stony Brook Medical University. That's not, I'm not bragging about that, but I know something about scientific method. I know something about research. I know something about how it's done. It's not done by going on YouTube and finding stuff that supports what you want to hear. It's not done by going on YouTube at all. Science, and this is, uh, for all the anti-science people out there, this is really important. Science doesn't dictate. It doesn't say, sit there and take notes and let us tell you what to believe that's the media doing that that's your fox news that's your cnn that's your msnbc telling you let us tell you what to think about this don't bother doing oh do your own research which means go to youtube and watch our channel where we say this exact same stuff over again no science says actually do the experiments for yourself reach your own conclusions if they're different than the respected scientists who have uh come before you let us know where your arguments are but go out and do the research do the actual experiments you can't you've never even fucking cut a frog in biology class and all of a sudden you're you're pronouncing yourself as a phd or you know medical doctor crazy we live in crazy times. somebody's got to put it into it and the way to put it into it is uh elect matt napo on uh, November, I don't even know what the date is next year. November in 2024. Election Day, November 2024. <laughs> I'll figure out what day it is. I still got a lot. I'm just getting started, folks. I got accepted by the fe- Federal Elections Commission yesterday. My candidacy is official. It's kind of blowing my mind that that actually happened. I expected to be rejected. Um, but no. Apparently, uh, I'm, legit- I'm going to be on a ballot, folks. I'm going to be on a fucking ballot it's you wrap your head around that? You folks that know me, imagine. because you've seen my rants here, you've seen the shit that I do on this on the morning show. I can get a little carried away. I can lose my temper. Um, and I, I'm not, um, what a good candidate is supposed to look like behavior-wise. I've had some issues. I've never been arrested. I have no criminal record. Never been arrested in the United States. I was arrested once in Mexico, held for three or three to five hours, somewhere in there, and let go on an extremely uh, uh, paid for <laughs> by somebody else's parent uh, get-out-of-jail card in Mexico. <laughs> I'm not a good guy. I've never claimed to be a good guy. I'm a failed, broken human being. I smoke a lot of pot. I don't drink. I don't have a drinking problem. Uh, I'm a musician, first and foremost. Uh, Not the typical guy you want to see in Congress. No doubt about it. But you voted for worse. You voted for a pathological liar, guy who, you know, said he worked for Merrill Lynch. That never happened. I mean, you can go down the George Santos trail of lies uh, that are just insane. Or you can go with a guy who's telling you, I'm a failed motherfucker. But I'm going to get on the floor of Congress and I'm going to call these motherfuckers out and say, you, you're just trying to get on TV, you. And who are you taking bribes from? And I'll be watching. I'll be watching. If I if I get elected, I will be an insider looking for who's taking money from what special interests and coming back and telling people about it every single day. Your congressperson is taking money from this person for what? Not to help you, to help them. Um. Well, I could. They wouldn't welcome me. Welcome me in the Senate if I get elected. I'll be a congressperson if I get elected. I mean, House of Representatives, and I'll be on the House floor. Uh, so, but no, uh, but yeah, singing lies is not uh, out of the question. <laughs> Listen, it, I I don't mean to make theatrics of it because I my campaign is all about. There's too much theatrics, but throwing over the tables is a sincere act of. You got to be fucking kidding me. We're sick and tired of paying your salary to bullshit us and do things uh against what you campaigned on. Now all of them, oh, now you look at both the Democrats and the Republicans that are in office in Congress right now. Not necessarily I know people want to focus on the presidency and their hate or love for whoever holds that office right now take your mind off of that and just think about the people in Congress who represented you. What did they run on? They ran on health care reform. They ran on, uh, breaking down inflation. They ran on, uh, energy, uh, clean, affordable energy. They ran on health, uh, welfare reform and immigration reform and things like that. And Have they done any of that? No. What we have, the agenda, I could read you the agenda for Congress today. It's more investigation, more uh, Hunter Hunter Biden's laptop and Hillary uh, Clinton's emails in 2023. That's what they're fucking talking about. Does that have anything to do with inflation or your your prices at the supermarket or at the gas pump or your energy bills at home? No. Is it solving the if they want to talk about the, the uh, border as it's a crisis, it's a crisis. Well, if it's a crisis, why aren't you getting together and doing common sense immigration reform? Now, again, my plan is not to be a member of that in uh, perpetuity and just go there and and be part of that fucking mess. I'm not going to get things done, but there are solutions for immigration reform. And, and you know, we could take all these things, and I do have opinions and, and but they're not unbreakable or unflexible opinions on how to do this stuff. I do think the key to immigration reform, if it if it if I had any influence on this, which I absolutely don't, even if I get elected, but at least you could put the ideas out there. The key to it is making and this is this is just common sense folks, making legal immigration, doing it the right way, more attractive than illegal immigration for people who want to come to this country. If it's easier and safer and better to do it legally versus illegally, which one are you gonna choose? Nobody we go to the bank. And you could either just withdraw the money legally, nice and easily. Or you could rob the bank. Are you going to rob the bank? No. If you can get the same amount of money doing it the legal way, you're going to do it. If you can get into the country easier and better, safer, through legal methods, or you could risk your life and get killed doing it illegally, which one are you going to choose? I mean, it comes down to that. Now, the actual details of how that works, it gets down into minutia, and that's where you need lawyers, and that's where it becomes essential to have schooled politicians, people who know political science and have really made it their life's calling to work those details out. But they're not doing that. They're, they're just saying, we have a crisis on the border, and it's his fault, and it's her fault, and it's this one's fault. Nobody's doing anything about it, and let's go back to having – investigations about crimes that we uh that may have been committed 10 15 years ago because we got nothing else we got nothing else and we want to get re-elected and god forbid if we solve these problems uh we have no reason to go on television and give our little sound bites about stuff so that's basically it in a nutshell man and, and it's about time that somebody had the balls and cojones to stand up on the floor of congress and say you people are a fucking joke you should be ashamed of yourself that's what i want my congressperson to do my congressperson won't do that the person representing me and this sister it won't ever grow a pair of balls to ever stand and i when i i met him at stop and shop before he was elected the first time tim bishop who was a corrupt motherfucker had the office before him i said promise me that you're not going to be like tim bishop sucking up to special interests and becoming a party player you will call a, a spade a spade you will be a stand-up guy and even if the people in your party are doing something outrageous you will stand up and call it out I promise you. He looked me right in the eye. I promise you. And then a week after he was elected, he was towing the party line. Fuck him. Fuck all of them. Fuck all of them who are doing that. And they need to be called out on it. They need somebody angry. I do have a temper problem. We we know that. I I am very emotional, and that's not a necessarily uh, a great leadership quality. <laughs> I also have a sense of humor and I'm also uh you know a regular guy and I have lots of uh scars lots of warts not real warts I do have I think I'm getting a wart <laughs> I got some kind of thing growing on my thumb I gotta look into but you know it's behavioral warts character warts scars problems not a I'm not an Ivy League, uh example of what, you know, the all-american boy should be. I'm an old man and I'm probably too old if I go by by real standards. I what I would love to see is an age cap on not necessary well on Congress too. I mean I don't know where it should be, but it should be somewhere around the age that I am right now, where, you know, what if you if you're considering retiring if most people retire from the, from from regular jobs at your age. Maybe you shouldn't be running for a political office at that point. No doubt that when you get to my age, even the smartest of us start to experience some manner of cognitive decline. Now, for some, it's faster than others, but it's it's true in all cases. It's true in my case. It's true in every everybody my age is case and as you get older it only gets worse. So when we get people like Trump and Biden who Biden's already fucking pushing 80 and Trump will be 80 by the time he, you know it all the election happens again. You got you're facing a lot of cognitive decline whether you want to admit it or not. So I think there should be an age cap. It but um I'm torn between Because not not everybody has the common sense. I said to my wife the other night, because I was, she's been using my car, long story short. She's been using my car because she's getting a new convertible top. And for some reason, putting a new convertible top on a car is a lifelong commitment. (laughs) It takes the, the shop, the upholstery shop, like a month. To do this, this is insane. But uh, you know, she's using my my uh music fan, so I was washing it for because I did not want to take it to a car wash on Saturday afternoon where it would be totally packed. So I said I wash it in the in in the driveway, hand wash it, and I noticed a dent above the door on the car. I'm like, that how the hell does a dent get above the on the roof? Like somebody was trying to break in with a crowbar on the top of above the the door and i said i that didn't happen while i was in the car i would have noticed if that happened while i was driving in the car and if i didn't i should surrender my license right now and stop driving if i didn't notice that happened while i was in the car i should really surrender my license and never drive again i don't think that happened i don't think um that you know it happened while i was in the car if it did i probably really should hang it up that's the point i'm making there are a lot of people who shouldn't be driving they're too old to be driving some of them have the common sense and understanding that i got to be cognizant of this and i have to be self-aware enough that when i'm losing my capacity when i notice myself becoming a danger to others i need to give up my driver's license same is true, I think, in political leadership positions. Now, we have people like Di- Diane Feinstein, who is clearly clearly lost. She's 90 years old. 90. Not 65, 64. She's 90. And she talked about coming back from her illness and thought she was there. She thought she wasn't way. Treating an illness like you didn't. This isn't a welcome back. She thought she was there the whole time. Time to walk away, Diane. I mean, is whether you respect her contribution or not, whether you whether you are a cult member for her and love her ass and would just keep voting for her till she's 190, it's time to say, walk away, Diane. You don't have it. You don't. You don't know you weren't here. So, do we make it mandatory? Do we put it into law that, like, and and uh, Sherry Jacobus was on the program uh, last week, and she said she's not for mandatory age uh, exam, you know, exclusion. Well, I, that makes sense, but a lot of people aren't going to be do the right thing. Diane Feinstein's not doing the right thing. She clearly is not capable of doing the job anymore she's too old to do the job but refuses to walk away and refuses to acknowledge that she can't and sometimes it's not refusing it's sometimes incapable because senility is like that alzheimer's is like that dementia is like that you don't know you got dementia everybody else around you knows you got dementia you don't know so i I, the bottom line is i do think there needs to be some age limitation there. What that actual number is, at least for now, it shouldn't be 65 because that's what I would be when I got uh, sworn in if I'm elected, <laughs> at least for now. But I promise you, I'm not going to go for a second term. This is my promise to the people of the third congressional district of New York. I will not, under any circumstances, run for a second term. I Nobody would want me to because I'm going to make such a spectacle of uh, of the process and piss so many people off that nobody would would allow me to run for a second term. Anyway, I'm going to wait for Joe. Joe's now probably going to be on at 10.15 because of a time zone. Why well, we can't get the time zone shit figured out. But uh, we'll talk to him <laughs> At ten fifteen, if I hope you're hanging around with me until then, uh, I'll, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. But for right now, I'm going to go get uh, some cold coffee because cold coffee is the best frigging coffee in the uh, in the planet. It's, uh, uh, well, I just lied. That's a that's a lie. It is uh, <laughs> in the top ten of the world and rated number one in U- in the U.S. by Forbes magazine. But I think it's the best in the world for me. In my opinion out of all the coffees I've ever had. That is it, man. Get yourself some Koa coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of Aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with Aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Manaloa Volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Find out what it's all about. Like, it's about coffee, right? I mean, why did I say that? Yeah, this is what... I don't know. I don't know why I say things.
1: You're watching WDOG Mind Dog TV.
0: You're, you're listening to Coffee with a Dog on Live three sixty five, Mind Dog Radio. Mind Dog Radio. It sounds like that was a bot. Mind Dog Radio. Um <laughs> yesterday, speaking of Florida. Man, Florida. I know, I know. We have people from Florida listening. I'm sorry to to break it to you, but your state is full of fucking crazy people. Um not yesterday, was it yesterday? Uh, let me see the date for this thing. A uh Dunedin. Dun Dun Dunedin Dunedin. It's Dunedin, Florida, man. Um shot his pool boy <laughs> with uh AR 30 rounds at a pool cleaner that he hired because he thought he was an intruder. Well, first of all, did you forget you hired a pool boy? This is somebody who probably should not have a gun, an AR-15 anyway. Forgot he hired a pool boy. Pool boy shows up to do the work. He was hired and gets shot. Now he fired 30 rounds from AR-15 from 15 feet away. Didn't kill the guy. Guy not seriously hurt. Which says to me, this guy's a fucking terrible shot. You got a semi-automatic AR-15. From 15 feet away. You shot 30 rounds and didn't seriously injure the guy. You are, at best, the worst shot that ever lived. At worst, you're just an incompetent fool and probably shouldn't have a gun. But here's the thing. If that pool boy had been murdered, there'd be no charges. No charges whatsoever because the guy was, the homeowner was well within his rights under the Florida Stand Your Ground law. If you think somebody is an intruder, you have the right to fire away even if you hired them to come and be in your yard now what does this say about why you know people taking jobs i wouldn't take a job in florida as doing landscaping or anything that requires me to be on somebody else's property if if you take that job you're basically saying that guy can shoot me anytime he wants and there'll be no (laughs) You know, no repercussion, no accountability whatsoever. You can shoot somebody you hired if they're on your property. All you have to do is say you thought they were an intruder. They don't even really have to be an intruder. Opens up a whole fucking rabbit hole full of uh, Pandora's box full of possible murder scenarios. Yeah, I want to kill somebody. I'll hire them to to work in my yard and then I could just kill them. And say, I thought he was intruding. Now, I don't want to put any ideas in anybody's head, but that's what the law basically allows. It's insane. Total insanity. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob uh, Gualateri said, Florida's stand-your-ground law is applicable to the situation. A man fired won't face any charges. Won't face any charges for firing 30 rounds at a guy he hired to be in his yard because he claims he thought the guy was an intruder. Does that make any sense to anybody? You know my guy co- I hire a guy to cut my grass, to mow my lawn. I don't do that, by the way. I mow my own lawn. I hire a guy to mow my own lawn. He shows up, he starts doing it, and I take a gun out, and I just kill him.
1: Yeah, you're allowed
0: to do that. That's Florida for you. Welcome to Florida. Enjoy Disney while you're here. Um, So, this is what we're dealing with. And there's nothing, you know, when I'm talking about running for Congress, there's nothing that Congress, the federal Congress, is going to do about that. There are no, that's up to the state. And that's Florida. Florida is just like out of control with ridiculous kind of laws, book bannings. Oh, I got a cat knocking on the door. Hello, cat. Um, it's amazing that people who think, you know, we we've heard, you've heard this a hundred times. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. But books, they make you fucking gay and trans or whatever. A, a gun won't kill you because it takes a, a person to kill you. But a book can make you a pedophile. Or whatever a book will make you do. It's, it's bizarre and book burnings are the, the first sign of a, a well one of our strongest signs of a civilization civilization in decline i mean it's just ridiculous anyway that's florida for you book burnings book bannings all that kind of stuff i do have uh, lots of musical guests coming up um mts records is just um sending me lots of people later in the week i What's today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It's still Tuesday. Um my buddy, my friend from down under, Dion Powder, will be with me. He's got a new album coming out called Headwaters. Dion is my discovery to the US. He's fairly well known in Australia. Listen, Australia's uh, got the population the size of Florida, even though the, the country is as big as uh, the United States of America geographically wise It's got a relatively small population. Dion uh, is a unique guitarist, singer, songwriter uh, from Australia, as I mentioned, and he will be here, not here, he will be remotely connecting to me (laughs) via this platform Thursday morning. We'll learn about his new album. I'm excited about that. Uh, And I'm excited to keep presenting Dion to you. I found Dion through the internet several years ago. Uh, I saw a video of him playing and has a very unique style uh, of writing, not and singing and me- melodic choices and all that stuff. Really cool stuff. Not what you, uh, and I was watching him do acoustic stuff. Now, with his band, he's a full uh, electric performer, uh, very good, extremely talented, but different, unique, and has his own style. I'm proud to be able to present him. To people in the united states i, I think he needs w- much more uh worldwide recognition than he's getting and it, it, it will be probably his fourth time uh, on with me i've had him on uh the evening program a couple of times uh it will be late at night for him but he'll make it and this is where i was going with this the time zone issues with uh guests not showing up because of time zones a guy in australia 14 hours away can get it right. You would think a guy in New Jersey could get it right. You would think, <laughs> in New Jersey, the same time zone, but I've had people screw that up. Uh, somebody in Alabama would get that right. Somebody in Pensacola, Florida would get that right. No. It happens. It happens. Every day it happens. Now I have uh, Byron Scott who's coming on. I think he's still in the F- uh, Philippines. He's been on once before. Harmony, uh, what Harmony Healers or something like that is this group? Basically, it's a one-man thing that he puts together by himself. Worldwide contributions from musicians all over the world, all contributing remotely. uh Where are you, Brian? I don't know. Uh, Harmony, Harmony Dreamers is what it's called. Uh, yeah, you know, this isn't what I'm talking about with cognitive uh, decline. This is me. Anyway, check out Jackie's documentary where you, and tell him you love it. Tell Check out the trailer and the article for it and then write to him and tell him how much you love it, even if you don't love it, even if you fucking hate it. Write to Jackie at uh, Joke Mail, Jokeland. Joke land, at AOL.com jokeland at AOL.com. Write to Jackie right now while we're waiting for Joe. Type out an email to Jackie Martling at jokeland at AOL.com and, you know, just bust the balls about something. Even, listen, you don't even have to be nice to him. You could just write, hey, uh, Matt Nappo, uh, who's running for Congress in your district, uh, said you're an asshole. Say that. Go ahead. You can write to Jackie right now. Say, call, what did he call me last night? I want you to call him this, if you're going to write to him. Hold on, hold on. What did he call me? Uh, oh, no, he called me a hump. So, yeah, tell him I, uh, I called him a hump right back. Write to Jackie right now. and says, Matt Knapp on Mind Dog Radio just called you a hump. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Don't call me a hump. I'm going to be a congressman, all right? Uh, well, you know what? Maybe I'll play a, play a song or something while... Uh, I'm, Joe Walt, Walters will be my guest at 10.15. It's not going to be a no-show today. This is just definitely a um, time zone issue. Joe will be here. So in the meantime, I'm just going to play a song. This is um, apropos to the discussion I was having before about um, immigration reform. This is a song. See, It's not a new issue. This is a song I wrote when George W. Bush was uh, running, but he wasn't even elected yet. So we're talking 1999, 2000 was when I wrote this song Uh, in a reaction to all the talk about from the Clinton administration about building walls and, and keeping immigrants out on our southern border without really having a plan on how to deal with it or really understanding the problem. The song is called Broken Borders. Again, written in uh, 1999, I want to say may, maybe 2000. And uh, I'll be back as soon as it's over. Hopefully, Joe will be here by then. I uh, hope you enjoy this. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Check out that mall. Oh, I think I use it on the show. All right, the end is a little bit too long. I will admit that. It was done a, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, a little too long. Oh, the world's largest Indian reservation. Yeah. Anyway, that's broken borders for you. You know, um, while we were away, while you were watching that dopey video of mine. Uh, I saw the I Want You poster, and that reminded me of a conversation I had on Twitter a couple of days ago. And by the way, if you're just joining us, we're waiting on Joe Walters, Pensacola-based comedian slash conspiracy theorist. The I Want You poster triggered a memory of a conversation I had on Twitter the other day. Um, And not not somebody I followed posted, that if there were alternative treatments, it's illegal to uh, have a vaccine. And I was like, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement. If there are alternative treatments, it's illegal to have a vaccine. And there's no such law anywhere, federal, state, anywhere that says if if there's another treatment that you could possibly take, it's illegal to have a vaccine. And I said, you know that? Where you getting this? This is just bullshit. You're just making shit up. She said, Constitution. I'm like, there's nothing. The word vaccine does not appear in the Constitution at all. So she comes back with a quote from the Constitution about uh, pursuit of happiness. What the fuck does that have to do with vaccines and whether you're allowed to create a vaccine, even if there's uh, a possible alternative treatment? There's none of that. Uh, nobody can make us, the government can't make you do anything you, you don't want to do. Well, that's a whole different argument. But let's break down what you just said. And I noticed in her profile, she said U.S. Army retired. Oh, you were in the Army, I see. When were you in the Army? 1967. Hmm. Were you, did you join or were you drafted? because uh, in 1967, the draft was out. She was drafted. But the government can't make you do anything. You just said the government can't make you do anything you want. They made you go to war. I, I'm sure, you, you know, a lot of, and I know this for an absolute fact, a lot of men and women went to war, even though they didn't want to, because the government made them. And I looked up the numbers in, in the history of the draft, more than 50 million people were drafted more than 10 million people were inducted through the draft in our history so the government absolutely can make you do you know things you don't want to do they they can now you have your recourse is to run run to another country give up your citizenship or go to jail as muhammad ali did a conscientious objector objector But the government can make you do things you don't want to do. Oh, that's bullshit. You do grasping at at straws. What can be more obvious than a government making you go to fight a war you have no interest in? That the government can make you do things. All governments, not just ours. Any government can make you do things against your will. Uh, I I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) No, you don't. I said, make sure you uh, keep running those red lights. Because unless you're willing to run every red light without caution or even slowing down, you're admitting completely that the government can make you do things you don't want to do. You don't want to stop. The red light makes you stop. They put the, and, and the <laughs> fear of what that red light represents in, 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 uh, in uh, terms of opposing traffic people who might be running that red light uh that might crash into you and totally destroy you but there's plenty of plenty of stuff you know seatbelts i never wanted to wear a seatbelt i'm used to it now there's still times. listen uh as a, a congressional uh <laughs> candidate i probably shouldn't admit it because this is a law i break every once in a while but i'm running just to the local store I will skimp on the seatbelt law. But the government can stop you. Listen, if you think the government can't make you do things against you, well, next time you get pulled over, a cop tries to pull you over, just keep going and say, nah, I'm not doing it. And see what happens. And I have been stopped just for seatbelt checks. And damn, if I don't have it on, I'm pretty quick to get it on. (laughs) <laughs> see that cop coming <laughs> you, you get it on while you're driving but the point is really that the government can absolutely um what are you saying they fired unvaxxed nurses but vaxxed nurses can still get covid and, and spread Unvaxxed nurses that can we're not putting that nonsense up you're not a doctor ian and i am not going to lose my youtube channel because some non-doctor is putting out misinformation and they will i will lose my uh my my channel because of nonsense like that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about dude where what medical school did you go to don't get me started on this stuff you read shit on the internet stop spreading what you read on the internet and actually talk to people in the field or go go work in pathology go work in virology Then share your opinions on this stuff. But as a friend, I'm asking you, please don't get my channel shut down because you feel like you need to share something that you think you know. I don't think that's asking too much to say, please don't get me fucking banned or shut down. Lose my channel because you feel the urge to spread something that you're really not sure about. You heard about it on YouTube university. You heard about it in some article. Why would you do that to me? That's not the act of a friend. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't, you know, God, if you, you know, God forbid, (laughs) you were trying to do something productive and there were obviously people that can, can influence that, take it away from you. I would not go out and purposely Just try to get you banned from what you're doing because I need to boost my own status in the world where, you know, make it feel like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, I'm sorry to lose you, but I'm real sensitive on this because it happened to me this last week or two weeks ago. I got banned from YouTube for a week because some crazy bitch was talking about the god particle in vaccines it's it's just mind-boggling how people feel like they you know whatever they hear must be true and then they want to spread it unless you worked unless you're you have md after your name i don't want to hear about what you know about vaccines i really don't and even a lot of mds you get a second opinion on from other M.D.s, and you get to a consensus inside. The best way in to deal with any of this stuff. Do what I did. Go work in pathology and virology for for a, a, make a career out of it. Become a research specialist, and then you know the scientific method, and then you know how to kind of uh, at least question these things with some kind of basis. But God, we are full of of uh, people who just spend time reading stuff on the internet and then feel like they're educated in things. And with that, uh, we have, uh, the aforementioned, uh, Joe Walters is with us. He's going to be talking about, um, time zones and New York Eastern time zone versus, uh, central time zone in Pensacola, Florida. How nine 15 for me, uh is not 9 15 it's 8 15 for him and 10 15 for me is actually <laughs> 9 15 for him joe welcome back
2: <laughs> am i on at the right did i come on at the right time
0: I uh, no yeah <laughs> you're on i just said you're at 9 15 for you is not 9 15 for me 9 15 for me was an hour ago
2: i just realized that just now i'm sorry no, I- I- I I've realized been the show the whole time too. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go on, and I'm just sitting there doing nothing watching it. I'm such an idiot.
0: That's fine. Uh, no, at nine fifteen, I started to realize that you know what, Pensacola, because most of first of all, your state is fucked up. Is. A state should have one time zone. I agree. Sh- <laughs> I, I think yeah, absolutely. I I don't know why it's
2: it's the same as Chicago. It's Central Time Zone right here in the tip, and then the rest of Florida is on Eastern. So
0: wait, Chicago has uh, Illinois has two different time zones in it too.
2: Uh, no, I think it's just central. I think it's all. Oh, oh OK. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's messed up. Uh, but you know what? I'm for this whole idea of unifying the world. Instead of we having 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. We do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, up to 24. And when it, 24 is 24, whether it's here in New York or in China. It's still 24. I
2: agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about getting the most out of the sunshine, I guess, during the day. Yeah it's it's ridiculous
0: but. You, but you could set your clock and just get up when the sun rises and you know that's too much for a lot of people it is uh, don't get me wrong i'm that 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 plan will never pass and people will ridicule it and, uh what's going on with you my friend in, in in the world of comedy in Pensacola, florida
2: uh not much uh friday i i won the uh, roast battle championship talk to the moon comedy um
0: really yeah uh, uh, uh who are you up against Uh, Well, Andy
2: Redding, your old friend, was supposed to be there. Uh, He was a no-show. A couple other uh, comedians, uh, Carson uh, Taylor from uh, Mobile, and then some other Pensacola comedians. Oh, uh, so it's
0: not just one-on-one? You go up against a—how does that work?
2: Yeah, it was like a tournament. So it's like eight people, and then down to four, and then down to two, and and it's cool. And it's uh, ran by uh, Talk to the Moon, Lamar DeFour, who's kind of got control of Pensacola comedy-wise
0: now a little bit. He's— He's,
2: cool. he's he's the main booker pretty much now.
0: Wow. Uh, so that belt does it actually fit you or no? It's uh, <laughs> can oh, you yeah. wear
2: it. It's it's got it's just like a wrestling belt. WWE. It's heavy as hell. So I don't <laughs> care. But, uh, yeah, I, I could I walk around town with it. People would make many
0: How videos. often do they do that?
2: Once a month. Uh the next one is July fourteenth, I believe.
0: And can you get that same belt every time?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, you
0: could you could probably have like a wall full of belts. At, at, oh so- no, it's
2: it's like boxing. I have to defend it. So next month, I, I if I oh. lose, somebody else gets to walk around like a jackass with it. Like
0: I, oh, so oh that's beat. That's, so you so what if you d- decided not to show up? Could you just keep the belt and not? And, ah fuck you! I got the belt. I'm back. I, I
2: guess I I value my, <laughs> my career here in Pensacola more than the belt. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, what's funny is um, last time a Mobile comic had won it and they wouldn't let him take it home. They, they
0: kept it in Pensacola. But uh, Wow, that would, that's interesting. Now, Mobile is in Alabama. How far is that from you?
2: Um, about an hour,
0: give or take. Hmm. And they wouldn't let him take it home. <laughs> no. Maybe he shouldn't have said he was from Mobile, but I, I, I don't know. So Pensacola, now, are you, are you branching out or are you just really working Pensacola?
2: Uh, I'm just Pensacola now. I uh, Last time we talked, I'd really been into writing uh, sports and stuff like that. So I, I was still doing comedy, but not as much. Now I'm, I'm back to getting to how I was before with comedy. So uh, I will start to branch out. Um, right now I'm just doing mostly Pensacola shows downtown. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, Milton, which is uh, about 30 minutes from Pensacola, I did uh, last month, stuff like that. So it's just slowly getting out
0: there. Um, now, the... Pensacola is a beach town, right? It's basically uh resort. Now this time of year, because we're experiencing this here, and, and they don't want to admit this. But comedy clubs are and I have one all I forgot to mention six and Stones Grand uh Comedy Club in Southampton, grand opening this weekend. Uh Friday, July 30th, and Saturday, uh Friday, June 30th, and Saturday, uh July 1st. I will be there for the July 1st show with Jordan Rock. Uh but <laughs> I had to do that plug. Comedy clubs are suffering a bit here in summertime because it is, Long Island is a beach community and there's a lot of entertainment on the beach with outdoor type of stuff. Is that affecting comedy clubs down in Pensacola or does it ever, or are they kind of open air kind of things anyway?
2: Um, it, but there's not really any comedy clubs here. We just kind of take over bars and taverns, and things like that, and, and um, set shop up there. I haven't really noticed it affect too much. Um i know the open mics have been down a little bit but there's there like i said before uh the bookers have kind of changed and there was there's a difference now in, in the feel and, and and things are are, are going a different way um you know pensacola i think was was starting to get labeled as as a a gay comedy scene which really? is which isn't a bad thing but our, our big comedy fest here was was uh kind of a gay comedy fest and and uh it was kind of going that way, and now that Booker isn't really doing so many shows, and, and it's so the scene's changing a little bit, but it's still a, a hotbed for comedy.
0: You just blew my mind with that. <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, I mean, not that it makes any difference, and you're right, but are you a gay guy? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a gay guy. Okay, but Florida uh it seems to be especially under Ron DeSantis, uh not so gay friendly which that that's why it kind of blew my mind that they would maybe is this a reaction to that like a pushback to the go- you know making it
2: no the uh one one of the top comedians uh here and one of the top bookers uh was gay and he was just doing things for the gay community uh andrew Ferrara, he's awesome He's great com- com- uh, comedian and booker and uh he just had too much on his plate and kind of backed off a little bit and um gave some room from some other guys to come in like Lamar DeForre who's who's doing a great job now as a booker here.
0: Interesting stuff. I you know I know like we have uh communities that I Heavily populated by gay people, but we don't have like a gay comedy scene,
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what I mean. And again, there's we have nothing, no problem with it, we like it, we just didn't want to be labeled as just that.
0: And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that that you know what, if if they're discriminating against hetero co- comics, that yeah. would be a bad thing.
2: <laughs> well, I actually, uh, like they had something called the P3 Comedy Fest, and I didn't think hetero sexual comics were allowed in it at least that's what i was told the years before they had it this year and i guess they were allowed in it but
0: wow interesting stuff now um so you not a lot of comedy clubs but you're doing it in bars Are you uh and this guy somebody's booking these bars as if it's like a like an agency or something is that how it's, it works or
2: well it's i Pretty much all the comedians in Pensacola are, are pretty, pretty close. We're all friends. So it's, um, just kind of the better comics have taken initiative, to contact bars that have stages and, and start using them. And, um, you know, me and, and Lamar actually, we've talked about possibly opening up a club. Um, once we get the funds to, to maybe look at it, I, I mean, it's going to be a big deal, but um, yeah, there's no place here. That's just comedy. It's, it's, wow. uh, yeah, all breweries and things like that.
0: So now the roast battle thing, um, how do you, cause if, if it's a tournament thing, cause I was, uh, I was under the impression it would be like a one-on-one, like a, like a boxing match. Like, you know who your opponent's going to be. You can train for that person. Uh, wh- you don't know who's going to, who you're going to be up against. So it's all really, you have to be quick on your feet. You can't, you can't prepare for that. Right. Well, I mean, you
2: can, you know who all the other the comics are and you can write jokes for them and then,
0: Oh, if, you do. So all the, yeah. all the come, but the, uh, Andrew was a no-show uh, yeah,
2: Andy wasn't there and I mean me and Andy are pretty good friends and I know Andy well
0: so I, I don't really need to write much for him I would
2: kind of know what I was doing but um, what's tough is uh, so the guy who took his place had never done comedy before um and he actually won in the first round he just showed up and they needed a guy he said I'd do it went on stage beat who he was against and then I ended up going against him um and uh, it's tough because you don't know the person at all I don't know how to, how to roast them and and
0: it's, well, it's, it's, so what do you do then? You go on physical appearance and stuff like that, because the only—I'll be honest with you—the only roast battle I've ever seen was Joe Euro, who's in a wheelchair, against Robin Tran, and they were both just picking on obvious. You know, things that you would tell your kids, that's not appropriate. You don't pick on a guy in a wheelchair. You don't yeah. pick pick on somebody because of their sexual, you know, whatever. Uh, but that's what they were doing. Uh, so, so if if you don't know these people, you all really all, you have no personality information, no characteristic information about who they are. All you have is, like, the physical to go on. So Pretty basically, much, you'd yeah. be calling me a bald-headed, Groucho yes, Marx-looking. He,
2: he was bald. Like, <laughs> he, he looked like he was in Hitler's
0: SS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. You get no. that from Robert Klein because he said I look like Himmler. <laughs> 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 I didn't even know what Himmler looked like. I had to look it up, and it, 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 close, but I think definitely more like a cross between Jesse Ventura and Groucho Marx. Anyway, so <laughs> I, but so how now? That's not what you do when you when you when you're just not doing roast battles and doing comedy, right? Uh, so. Right. How is that that's a whole different experience you know you're going into a roast battle you got to prepare for it. it's almost like a fight like you got to kind of think about it
2: right? yeah absolutely I, and I i don't really i like hurting people's feelings but i mean it's the roast battles you got to do but also so once you lose you you also get to do a set of five minutes or so as well so you do get to do some of your comedy
0: Oh, cool. Now, uh, if if Andrew did show up, you said you know him pretty well, and 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 so you wouldn't have to do any research. It does it ever? This <laughs> like in a roast battle, do they ever go too far and like damage a friendship? <laughs>
2: um, for me personally, I there's nothing that anybody could say that I would allow that to happen. I just I realize it's comedy and things like that. Um, but however, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I've heard of guys that have cried before. They take it personal. <laughs> I, you know I can't it blows my mind uh, how weak-minded some comedians are and how hypocritical they are. Uh, you know they can say and joke about anything but the moment you say anything to them, uh, they just become sniveling babies about it and it's it's a lot of people and uh, it's disheartening to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I, I hear that and I see it too and especially um, I don't know how to explain with the issue of heckling. Yeah. You see guys do a lot of crowd work and they'll, they'll talk to the crowd and then invite the crowd to talk back to them. Like where are you from? Where are you? Oh, you're married. How long have you been married? Blah, blah, blah. Now they told these people directly, you're part of my show. I just invited you to be in part of my show. Then the minute somebody yells out something from the audience, they get offended and they get the really, you know, like that's inappropriate. Wait a minute you've been inviting people to take you know giving them a spot on your show how could you be surprised that somebody is heckling you if if you're going to do that you're going to do that kind of crowd work and you're going to talk to the crowd you have to understand that you've just invited somebody to heckle you
2: absolutely point. and if you're, if you're a good comedian you actually can turn the heckle into your favor and, and and make it funny i i like hecklers i
0: it makes my job easy you know what that's the one thing that keeps me from doing it i because i've I punked out in the <laughs> uh, back in the day, even in, in the music world when somebody has heckled uh, uh, and it doesn't happen anymore. We I haven't been in a band that's getting gotten heckled in forty years, but there have been points where I started to get into it with somebody with the crowd, and then I I thought to myself, no, don't go that far because I was going to get really rude and insulting, and I stopped myself. And but that's where I think and it. it From the audience perspective, it looked like they got the best of me. I had a better comeback, but it would have been it would have put me in prison for (laughs) for a a while if I would have said what was really on my mind at the time. So I kinda punked out. That's what keeps me from doing stand-up now is this idea that uh, I could get really rude and lose my temper. I have a temper and I'm an emotional guy and I don't think that suits well in conflict. If if it starts to feel like I'm under attack. I will get too nasty and, and or either that or punk out and say, don't do that. And then it looks like they won.
2: I'm, I'm the exact same way. I, I haven't really ever been heckled, but there's been a couple situations where, like I said, we're at breweries or taverns and there'll be a group of people talking during my set. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get really nasty because I, I think it's pretty rude. Um, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I've had other comics say, hey, kind of kind of take it easy with what you said there? But I, I that just it's so rude and it pisses me off when you're right there and I'm doing a show and you're talking about your tractor or whatever, it was some, uh, it pissed
0: me off. It was stupid. Do you have a uh, breweries happening down there? Oh, there,
2: there's so many breweries here. Uh, I can't even name them all. There's, I bet there's at least
0: 20, at least. And are, you, are those comedy venues for you? Because they haven't, they've been music venues here and I keep trying to push this idea that that's a great, because when music happens there, they're kind of quiet. It, they're not like an enthusiast. They're not a dance or a sing-along type of room. But they would be perfect for comedy because they are listening. They're paying attention. It, it's a good venue for comedy, but we're not using it for comedy right now. Are they there?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. they use it for comedy and, uh, and music. Then um, there's just open mics every night of the week pretty much here, and they're usually at breweries. Um, I would say probably 80% of the breweries have music venues in them. Like they have bands and things like that. Um, the bands are beating the com- comedy. I mean, if, if you come to town, it's much easier to find music than comedy. But with that said, there is still comedy here every night. Right. Uh,
0: so uh, any like branching out in, it's a, like a, another city close by that, that is close enough that has com uh, like a thriving comedy. I don't know that comedy scene, comedy clubs, actual comedy clubs with, uh, any within driving like close enough to you where there's like serious club activity i would
2: say uh atlanta's probably about four hours away that's huge um, wow that's four hours
0: that's that's a long drive for
2: Lexi's about an hour away i myself because i'm originally from chicago that's that's my goal is to go back up there and, and start doing things i because I, i've done comedy for three years now and never once have i had uh any of my friends or anything at a show ever because they're all back up north you know that's usually your first comedy show your friends all come out and give you laughs, yeah, yeah. uh, and i've never had that before so it's always been strangers for me
0: well uh the reason i asked about this and i'll, I'll talk uh, briefly just about a friend what you just said i had a friend who has a lot of friends he's really popular and he decided he wanted to get into uh uh stand-up comedy and he booked this show and there were five comics on it and he had never done comedy before but he was the headliner because everybody in the room was there were 500 people there to see him and all of a sudden he got this big head like uh i'm a star and and then he did another show and like 150 people came and he was still feeling like a star and then he did his third show and like 10 people came <laughs> and, it, it, you know, eventually that wears off. But it's just funny how, you know, first show out and you bring all your friends and then you right. get this big head about you. You've, you've had a different experience and that might be a good thing for you.
2: I, I but, think so, honestly, yeah. Because I if I go home, I think I, I now I'm experienced and stuff like that. I, I might be able to sell out a bigger venue or something.
0: Right. But the difference between comedy clubs and bars and now I un, you play the opportunities that are before you but there is a reason comedy clubs are the way they are. They're in the dark. They're they're the stage. The seats are close together. It's kind of uncomfortable, but that's by design. And in a bar, not necessarily all the time, people are there to score Coke or pick up girls or whatever, have conversation, socialize. And there's distance and there's all this kind of stuff. The lighting is not right. It's a different scene, and that's why, you know, so comedy i don't think you've really experienced it until you've done it in a comedy club because laughter is more contagious in a comedy club the the setting is more conducive to people having real paying attention completely focused on the guy on stage rather than having somebody there that you're focusing on as well as the stage all of that leads to a better comedy show
2: I, I agree 100% that's why we've been wanting to put one together you know some of these breweries um, allow children and um, um, they're like restaurants. So you know, my I I have some actually pretty much all my material is adult stuff, you know. And just, just this little lady is eating a salad next to me with her her young child, and I'm ripping off f bombs left and right, and it's just wow. So we, yeah, we uh, I, I don't usually I've I've gotten warned a couple times uh, at some places, so I don't go back there. But um, <laughs> we, we're in dire need of a comedy club here.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I, I've been in that situation, but I've really tried. And listen, I everybody who, see, who sees this show knows I tried not to drop as many F-bombs. I just can't. I mean, it's part of my... After all the, all the years I've been alive doing it, it's a hard habit to break to not say F-bomb. But in that situation, if I looked out and I'm doing my act, and I know there's a lot of that coming out of me, I would be too conscious... Of trying to say um, crap or, you know, <laughs> instead of shit, uh, you know, things like that, trying to put, come up with, fuck it, <laughs> frigate. I would say frigate. It's what I got thrown off the radio for, AM radio here uh, 40 years ago. <laughs> I was doing a frigate uh, because I, I can't take a friggin' phone call. Oh my, that echo thing. Wow, I forgot I have echo cancellation on here. Hold on one second. Uh, um, audio echo cancellation yeah so basically i was punching a desk because the, the engineer could not put a celebrity through on a phone call and i would say i just went off on a tangent i was punching the desk saying i can't believe i can't take a freaking phone call I can't take a freaking phone call i can't take a fuck and i looked around the studio and everybody's looking at me like you just said fuck with no delay on am radio and you know it, it just went out over the air and i just looked around like my career's over, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, that would I would not be able to be funny because I'd be too concentrating on trying to not say fuck.
2: <laughs> I could I could go without saying fuck, but shit, I know it'd come out. Like I I just can't help it. That's part of my vocabulary. And um, right out of high school, I did color commentary for high school football games on the radio, and I dropped an f-bomb, and that was the end of my color commentary for high school football games. But um, yeah, it's it's you gotta you gotta watch it sometimes.
0: Uh, sports so you're you you've been a big sports guy right um absolutely. huge huge. Everything chicago is football the number one yeah yeah not
2: uh, playing wise personally it's 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 been uh baseball and basketball but watching wise I'm
0: bears all the way die hard absolutely hmm um state of baseball right now of major league baseball you follow major league baseball I am. Uh, what what is your uh opinion of of what's become of the game? Uh I I think um
2: I, they're they're definitely getting away from from traditional stuff like that uh like the I don't like the the penalty for uh pitch times. Uh I I've, I've seen a couple games actually decided because the pitcher was 2 seconds too late on his delivery. And I I think that's crazy. Um I do like the replay. I like how the umpires are like the NFL now and, and explain things like that.
0: Yeah, I would agree on that one. Uh, uh I, the, the guy on second base in in extra innings. You for that?
2: no i don't like that either it reminds me kind of like college a little bit where you're such it's like
0: reminds me of Uh, t-ball like literally i mean really uh i don't know but what also what i'm seeing is um umpires all of a sudden wanting to be part of the show much more you know Back in the day, there was a uh, – here I go using that phrase again. Jerry Back in the day, the, the cliché was, you know an umpire is doing a really good job if you don't notice he's there. All, he, all he's doing is calling oh, yeah. balls and strikes. But now they want to get into everything. They have to be part of the show. A guy called a balk the other day. uh I don't forget what game it was in. But – it was like a demonstrative thing, like nothing actually happened. But the guy was like ready to throw people out and making a big deal of it. Like the umpire is part of the show. People are not buying tickets to see umpires. Absolutely, there was
2: yeah. uh, that Detroit Tigers pitcher maybe about ten years ago had a perfect game with one out to go and a ground ball to shortstop, and they got the guy out. And the umpire called him safe, and it wasn't even really close. And he cost the guy a. Per- it was like seven nothing. The game was over, and he, he, I, God, I can't remember who the pitcher was, but he cost him a perfect game. And uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And I'm, I'm thinking like they don't even listen to, to the, the coaches to come out and argue. They just turn around and, and walk away. And I, I've never been a fan of umpires or right. refugees really in any sport. I,
0: so what kind of subjects do you broach in, in comedy? Or do you talk about sports? Do you talk about sex? What do you talk about? What are your what are your favorite topics to write comedy about?
2: Uh kind of just life experiences really. I, I do a lot of stuff about uh you know growing up, it's just me and my mom, and things like that, and then my kids now and how uh, I was raised and how I'm raising them and uh, just all, all over the place in general. like masturbation farts, all I mean
0: all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Greek yeah. art. Do the two ever go together, masturbation and farts? I, cause I listen when I, I comedy that, or in life. <laughs> I think there was one time having sex in college where i would I, I was really struggling not to fart while i was having sex with a girl
1: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know how, uh graphic we can get here
2: but i was uh oh yeah good good you want forming an act on somebody oh. and they released and whoa I, was, I i played through like a gentleman but uh,
0: wow good for yeah. you uh, well I don't know good for you, but uh kudos to you. You're a better man than I am because I would have just said, Get the fuck out or I would have got up and left, or some oh, no, that's where you can't fart in my face or anywhere near my face. <laughs> yeah, at least she wasn't sitting on my face, so <laughs> No, you're uh, now you're a young man, uh younger than I am. Uh your whole generation is in is into ass eating. <laughs> i saw a reel yesterday on facebook and it was just some guy talking uh, comedy going on and the girl was taking dishes out of a cup and she pulled out a cup that said i eat ass and i don't even know if she knew that that was in the video but a cup that says i eat ass on a coffee yeah. cup you <laughs> know you know who, you know who margo robbie is the actress yeah yeah
2: you, you wouldn't eat her ass
0: no oh, you're crazy <laughs> I don't – no ass eating. No, ass is not yeah, on the – ass it. is not on the menu in my restaurant. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 38, so I actually
2: think my generation was still maybe – I'm on yeah. the top of the ass-eating generation.
0: No, my brother told me once, a long time ago, that he, he tried that, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? What would make that appetite? I don't – people my age just don't get it and that, i'm not saying uh i'm not judge, being judgmental here i'm just saying for me it's not on the menu <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not, and it's never planned it's not like hey you want to get your ass eaten it's just it's like in the heat of the
0: moment it kind of you know pheromones and i know a guy who plans it uh <laughs> and i always ask because this is his thing i mean out of all the sex acts you can imagine that's the only one he talks about and he talks about it 24/7 and it's just like i guess it must be really good but i don't want to find that it's one of those things i will go to my grave not uh, not experiencing and uh, not really regretting it i missed out on anything but it must be amazing from the way i hear him just focus on it and yeah i i will surprise cuz again i I know i'm showing my age here but when i was a kid girls didn't do anal sex was just like they were afraid of it like that was there wasn't they didn't want any part of it now girls seem to be totally into it they want that yeah which begs the question if that's the case why do we still have so many unwanted pregnancies if so many people are (laughs) fucking in the ass
2: why that's a great question i don't i guess uh i don't have an answer for that i'm
0: mean, I, I guess they just don't want anal every time yeah <laughs> that, uh, but i was thinking about that last night because i was i don't know if you see it but matt Napo from congress i'm actually running for congress but abortion is a big issue and people are going to ask me about that and listen i don't have any solid answers on the abortion problem but i do think at the end of the day, it comes down to unwanted pregnancies is the problem. It's not necessarily how we deal with it. And how can we reduce the number of unwanted pregnancies? And I was thinking, you know, if we just, first of all, if the if the ass fucking thing made me think, why are people still getting pregnant? Guys are pulling out of the ass and going into the vagina to come. Why don't they just stay where they are? A platform,
2: you should. <laughs> anal, anal sex should be a law. If, if you don't want pregnancies, then anal sex is all you're allowed to have.
0: <laughs> right, and the other thing, and and I'm not going to get too political, even though I'm just talking about my run for Congress here. Um, it back in, in 2015, they Tim oh, I can't remember his name. He, he was not on CN, He's not on CNN anymore, but he used to, or MSNBC used to be. But he was talking to Trump about uh, should a woman go to jail if she has an abortion, and Trump flip flopped. He said, "Yeah, I think she should." No, she shouldn't. Then she should. People were outraged by that, and I thought. Well, if we made it so that if a girl had an abortion, the guy who knocked her up had to go to jail, guys would be all over. First of all, they'd be wearing a rubber every time, pulling out. They'd be buying her the uh, birth control pills. They'd be making sure she took. They'd be shoving them down her throat. We'd have. Fun. If a guy went to jail every time he had to deal with that, and a girl got pregnant and had an abortion, and he's gonna go to jail, he's gonna stop getting pregnant. <laughs>
2: that's a great point. I mean, you always have those couple guys who just will run from the law. But yeah, no, that's. I know a lot of
0: guys will push back on that and say, "What are you doing? You're selling out the Brotherhood, man." I'm just thinking of how to deal with with. And again, my i again, you missed the early part of the show. But my run for Congress is not to try to get anything really done. I'm only going to run. I'm running for one one term here in new york where our congressman the congressman in the third district is going to jail and for being like a pathological liar and and criminal uh campaign funding and all this stuff so my campaign is based on you voted for worse i'm only going into one time to go into on congress and call these people out and say stop you know, with those theatrics and trying to get on TV and get reelected, deal with the things that you were meant to deal with. You were elected to deal with, like inflation, energy costs, uh, immigration reform, healthcare do, reform. You're, you're a great way to get yourself shot. You're
2: going to get killed doing
0: that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I don't have a lot of years anyway. And that that would be a great way to die. I mean, that would be my legacy. They put that on my tombstone. shot on the floor of Congress for calling, calling them all out, not taking any special interest money and basically ratting all the people who taking special interest money out is part of my... And I think I, can, I stand a decent chance of actually getting elected because this district is so fucked up, and they are so embarrassed by what they just voted for, and they don't know who to vote for. I think I stand a chance by saying I'm just gonna go in like Christ. And again, I, I, if you're a, a religious person, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus Christ, but like uh, turning over the tables in the temple, just saying fuck this place. You people are all corrupt putting on a fucking you suck you suck this is what you're doing wrong this is what you're doing wrong stop going on television and trying to get re-elected and work on the issues work on inflation you you your campaign on inflation uh, dealing with inflation and now all you care about is you know dog and pony shows and and ridiculous you know grandstanding about stuff that's not getting done people I, I
2: i got out of politics i couldn't do it anymore it's it's all bullshit and fake i think i i don't think there's two parties i i think there's one party and and I, I, I'm not anymore. I was a Trump supporter and then I realized he's a piece of shit too. But that election, whether you like Trump or not, it was, it was rigged. It was rigged. I, and that's when I quit. I said, if, if this is our country is going to allow this, I, this is so it's fake. I can't, whether you like him or not, the guy won and more people voted than had registered and dead people were coming up as votes. And I, that's when I said this, I can't do politics anymore. I don't. So I don't really even follow him much.
0: Well, you know, you don't have to follow it uh, uh, that much to know that nothing is getting solved. No, Never no will. issues are getting solved and nobody is actually working on the issues that matter. And they're all ju- it's just a fucking show. And it's all about getting elected, reelected and reelected and getting Absolutely. money from people. Absolutely. And then serving them, not serving the people.
2: Yeah, there's hidden hidden dark agendas that they're that they're serving. Absolutely.
0: So I'm running. You can't vote for me, but I uh, I started my campaign yesterday. Listen, this started in 2016 uh, as a joke. I was running running for president. And uh, at some point, I, I recently I filed uh, to actually run, and the Federal Election Commission accepted my application. So I'm officially a candidate as of yesterday. And I was just like, wow, I guess I actually have to put together a campaign here. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, this is... This is how it's launching. You're going to run for president, too? No, fuck no. no. I'm I'm running for Congress for one term and getting out. And that's part of the thing, too. Uh, I don't I'm definitely a term limits guy. I don't know how many terms that should be, whether it be in Congress, two, four or whatever. But I think these people who just get in it for life, that's part of the corruption. I'm just going to be in it for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, nobody wants to there's no reason for anybody to be a career politician. That's all you do. And back in the day, I mean, back in the day, long before my day, when the country first started, you would elect your uh, representative to go to Congress. They couldn't afford to make their life out of it. They had to come back and and deal with their farms and their their families and support their families. They couldn't be a, a career politician. But at some point it became yeah there's a lot of money coke and pepsi are going to pay me to go to washington and serve their interest fuck my neighbors all
2: that the kind of stuff. is that i i forget uh right before 9 11 the day before um somebody uh in congress made a big deal about a bunch of missing money like billions of dollars that was missing and then 9 yeah. 11 happened and everybody forgot about that but it's like where does that money go it's it, it's crazy it, it, well you look at nancy pelosi living in a 4.5 million dollar house and shit like that it's
0: yeah, well, the money it was in the uh, uh, the basement of Tower One. I think it it was. Uh, I forget the guy's name now. The guy who owned the building, he's dead, but he was you know that money disappeared. And Rumsfeld was was uh, talking about that money. That's right. right. It was Rumsfeld.
2: It was Rumsfeld. Yeah, That's
0: right. yeah. man, uh, you know all that stuff. Where does that money go? Hey, where do, you know the billionaires? Absolutely. I was talking true. about the billionaires in the sub subs at that like four billionaires. So all of them were billionaires, multi billionaires. Where does that, you know, if, if that get just to their spouse? Uh, you know, because <laughs> I would think <laughs> my, my wife would love to get a billion dollars and have me at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, where does, if they didn't have a will, because these guys were young billionaires, and I'm sure once you get to be a billionaire, you write a will, whether you think you're going to die soon or not. But I'm just like wondering, where is all that money going to go? Billions and billions of dollars, yeah. Did you follow that at all, the sub thing? Uh,
2: that, and that was bullshit to me, too. It made no sense to me whatsoever. And even, like, first of all, let's say everything they said was true. I, I don't care because here's, like you said, four billionaires who knew what they were getting into. Nobody forced them to go down there and do that. They knew the dangers. Why are, And it's just put in my face nonstop. And I I had no sympathy for them whatsoever.
0: No, me neither. But I I'm beyond having no sympathy for them, I'm judgmental of them because... They cheap that billionaires cheap that on a $3,000 uh, safety glass. They went with $1,200 safety glass in the windows, which you, was part of
2: <laughs> the sub was controlled by a, a PlayStation controller. It was, it was ridiculous. It, yeah. How, yeah. How you, it's going to the Titanic. How do you lose it?
0: I don't know. Right. I never, I, how, how do you cheap out? You know, I can <laughs> understand me cheaping out because I don't have unlimited funds, but if you got billions of dollars, Spend it on being as safe as possible. Either that, or you're just stupid. And uh, I, I guess you can get to be a billionaire by being stupid. I don't know. I guess so. Oh, yeah,
2: two hundred fifty thousand dollars a ticket was, was what the yeah.
0: world was sold. So, uh, Road Comics of America. Are you familiar with it? It's a group on Facebook. Uh, it's four people who are traveling. Uh, but you mentioned you might want you go back up to Chicago to perform there. Uh, it's a good group, and I I'd like you know recommend it. And if you know anybody down there in the comedy scene you might want to recommend it too it's a really productive group It's run by john locken who was on yesterday and a really supportive group um uh for uh comedians you know looking to whether level up or or you know just getting beyond you have to have a tape of actual performance to get admitted in but if you're a real comic a serious comic uh uh pursuing it's a worthwhile group and i hope you check it out what is it called again uh, Road Comics of America (RCOA) on Facebook. Just go type in RCOA; it'll come right up. Um, yeah, so let let people know about that. What you got? Any shows coming up? You want to let people know about? Um, actually, I don't have anything solidly
2: booked until I, there's another roast battle um, at Doc's Hop Shop in Pensacola, uh, July 14th. Um, there's actually the roast battles are pretty funny. They get they get pretty interesting. No, uh, I can
0: I can see that it, it would be pretty funny. The, the only, you know the part of one-on-one makes it really easier to hype for me because you, well, you it is,
2: it is one-on-one but then you yeah
0: the right That's, yeah well i mean well you're always one-on-one it's always one-on-one but it's a ter- tournament where a lot of people are involved in it uh but uh, again i'm just talking about from the marketing perspective it's easy to do like put the two uh finalists in a big post this is how they should probably do it Friday night, do the tournament, and then Saturday night, the next night, have the two guys do a you know a real a, you know headline event like a boxing pay per view match with uh, the heavyweight champions to and, and market it that way.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're funny enough <laughs> as a, as a group with the roast battles, but
0: oh yeah, 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 it's all that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, when is that? What's the date on the, the next roast battle? July fourteenth,
2: I believe. If that date's wrong, he's gonna kill me. But yeah, July fourteenth at Doc's Hop Shop in Pensacola.
0: Doc's Hop Shop. What yeah. is that? it was a bar.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a brewery, and uh it's it's kind of got a, a classic nineteen uh, fifties uh, cafe theme to it. But we're out in the back. There's a like a back area with a yeah.
0: July fourteenth is a Friday, so that's probably you probably read right yeah, on that one. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool stuff. Well, good luck with that, and uh, you know anything you got coming up, do uh, remind me of it. Let me know; I'll promote it here for you. Absolutely, oh, you. And, and push and, it. And
2: I was—I still got to do some stuff for you. I was—I was, was going to do some skits and things like that. I got so busy. I—I uh, I, I had to write a book for somebody, and and uh, write a book. Yeah, I—I I, uh, do kind of like a hired gun writing things, and and somebody hired me to write a baseball book. Um, I can't push it because I it was a ghostwriting contract that I right.
0: signed. So, but very cool, very cool stuff. Well, good for you. Uh, now let, let's talk about that while we got a minute here, because uh, I was thinking about this the other the, the industry that is most or one of the industries that is most threatened by AI is this ghostwriting stuff because people have been using ghostwriters forever. But now, and I had an author on last week who, who was talking about the motorcycle clubs. He, he's a, he writes prolifically about it. But he said he's got an AI thing that he can put in a paragraph of his own style. AI will learn his voice, learn his writing style, and put out an entire book.
1: Yeah,
2: no, <laughs> uh, that was in the contract, actually. Not, not allowed to use any AI. I'm, I've never used it personally just because I actually enjoy coming up with stuff like that. But um, I'm not sure how they could tell if I used
0: it or not, really right is it a threat to you though do you do you think because this is you know i go back to my musical roots where they said djs were going to put bands out of business then drum machines and sequences were going to put bands out of music and eventually people learned to use those as tools and it didn't never put us out of business but people are threatened by ai in the same way that musicians were, were threatened by technology back in the day when it uh, comes you, to-
2: comedy i'm not at all because i'm i'm very unique and bizarre and there's no way an ai will ever write like like i do like um i think most of my stuff now i put a uh, little one two minute skits on tiktok i got about 80 of them now and that's that's where you can really see my my writing style things oh,
0: like that. i think i have your instagram here TikTok. i don't use instagram
2: and my tiktok is where you can see most of my stuff it's uh jay walter's comedy on tiktok
0: all right uh I'll, I'll look at that and i'll put it in the description i know i had your uh your instagram in the description uh i didn't know you know you weren't using it though i'll take all this stuff I,
2: well i've started to use it now more um i actually post my stuff from tiktok on onto uh instagram but i don't follow trends i just do what i believe is funny and and it, it's it's a hit
0: people are starting to like it so oh i gotta sign off gov real quick here uh yeah but so with tiktok now any concern that it might get banned and, and go away because if you put all your eggs in that basket and then the government shuts it down for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, that's why, and I don't know why I haven't done this before, but I'm just gonna start throwing my stuff everywhere. Uh if I if once I make a video, throw it on Facebook, YouTube, just everywhere. Because I I mean my ultimate goal is is I want to be a stand-up comedian, but I'd also like to be a writer and, and I'm hoping to get noticed as a writer and, and then maybe you know work my way up there too. I, my dream job since I was a child was to write for SNL. So if I
0: are you doing Cause this, it, a lot of people are doing Substack now. Uh, writers are doing Substack and making a, a living off it. And, you know, it's hard to get a subscription base started, but once you do that, you know, recurring money and all that kind of stuff. Are you doing any of that stuff, Substack, right? I don't even, I don't even know what that is. I'll Substack is. It, it seems like a. I'm on there. It seems like just a really another blog uh, type of uh, blogging situation, except you can charge for subscriptions. Uh, and you get 100 percent of the money they don't take any, any and it's percentage. just writings it's not yeah yeah Substack.
2: because i mean I write, I write i write i write poetry i write greeting cards i write comedy i write scripts for other youtube channels i write books i, I just if, if i can write if you let me write it i'll write it
0: wow that's cool uh well well good for you i hope i wish you great success with that anything you want to promote and whether it's comedy or you know, uh, writing stuff or, and it just let me know and I'll, I'll be glad to help push it. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Uh, do me a favor. After we get off the air here, uh, send me all your links that you want to promote, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are, YouTube. Uh, Cause I think I, all I have in there is the Instagram stuff. So uh, okay, send, yeah. send, send me what you have and I'll put it in the description. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we'll do come back sometime, man. Be oh, a, I, have a, I have a quick question for you. What happened? What happened to cat? <sighs> <laughs> That's a good question. Cat is uh, not a morning person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most cats aren't.
0: Yeah, she's uh, uh you know, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like I'm saying anything bad about. It. She likes to get up late and stay up late and and drinks late into the night. So, <laughs> she's, a <laughs> yeah. So mornings just are. A pro- a- but she did put out a new video on YouTube today. She's doing this um, uh cover song thing where she uh, covers old songs on uh, with guitar and vocals on YouTube and I, I want people to support her. So look up Kat Martin. Uh, I am Kat on YouTube. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. I want to keep promoting everybody who's been on the show. <laughs> thanks for reminding me of that. Listen, be well and come back and we'll we'll see you in the near future and good luck with everything. And again, send me them links. I'll, I'll keep promoting your, your work. I will do, Matt. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye for now. Joe Walters, folks, Pensacola, Florida, uh, roast battle champion, carrying around that belt like Mike Tyson. That's oh, a beat that you have to go back. I would see. I would. I would like to just get that belt, and then go back next time and get another belt, and get another belt, another belt, and then just have like a wall of belts. But it's one belt. Yeah, that's a way to cheap out on the club. They should buy a new belt every month now. Yeah, they should buy a, a new belt every month, whether the same guy is defending it or not. That's my take on it. I'm going to write the Doc's Hop Chop, July 14th. Uh, if you're in the Pensacola area, go out and support Joe in the roast battle. Uh, and uh, if he says mean things about other people, uh, pile on. <laughs> anyway, that's the show for today. Thanks for coming. It's It's, it's been a wild one. You get, tomorrow... I have uh, Goldberg and Emma Kay. on um, uh, Goldberg will be on 9:15, and Emma Kay at 10:15. Emma Kay, both of them on New, New Jersey based uh, comedians. Emma Kay boasts that she's the second funniest comedian in New Jersey. I want to know who's the first because if it's not Goldberg, it's going to be a little insulting. And I don't think it's going to be Goldberg. But I don't, I'm curious, who's the first? Who's the funniest comedian in New Jersey? I don't know. Joey Diaz? I don't know. Uh, you tell me. Anyway, because uh, I don't know that much. As close as we are to New Jersey, Joey Diaz? Joseph Anthony has been on this show. I'm trying to think of other New Jersey-based comedians that I know. Not a whole lot. Oh, John Pavaramo! Oh, he's going to be mad at me for not remembering him. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for New Jersey. Anyway, that's the show for today. Don't forget to turn on your radio Thanks for coming. Have a great day. Bye for now.